Sports on to what matters. It's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. It's been a tough two years for all of us, in particular our live entertainment, anything that involves sport and crowds. It's been a really tough last two years. No one has been immune to it, nor has the Newcastle Jockey Club. Uh, they're, uh, they tabled their most recent uh, annual report for the 21 to 22 year. They had an operating profit of $356,000, That, uh, but the bottom line from that was helped by a, uh, a very significant donation from, uh, from the, the governing body. Joining me on the line now to talk about uh, where the club is at at the moment, it is the CEO of the Newcastle Jockey Club. Good morning and welcome, Dwayne Dow. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Tracy. Very well. That's good. Now, how long have you been in the job for now? Um, started as CEO in November last year, just yep. before our big Hunter race meeting. So I've experienced two of those now and yep. was able to, I guess, um, notice that growth in that event, which yeah. was really pleasing this year. But that's just been the that's been the trend all through spring. We've we've exceeded our crowd numbers all the way through, which is uh, I'm delighted with the the local people around Newcastle and the Hunter have really got behind us and um, you know obviously we, we've got a good thing going here mm. and we're just seeking more improvement next year which we're really positive and, and confident that we will get. What do you put that down to the uh, the increase in people wanting to come along to the races is it those corporate days that are now being held over there I mean I know you've got those two well there's two areas over near uh, near the main grandstand and then you've got all of the other areas down uh, down the other side um, how are you is that what's making people come along is it the social aspect look it's certainly the social aspect but uh, i mean on top of that we, we're not concentrating on one demographic we understand mm. that the young people are a target and and they're our race goals for tomorrow and, and into the future but um you know the hunter day was a great example there's such a diverse range of, of people that attended from 18 to 78 so we feel there's corporate um certainly options here for for, for businesses as well general public so i guess my charter when i got to newcastle jockey club last year was to continue to increase the footprint of racing and its relevance in newcastle and we've gone a little way to that but mm. i feel like we've still got a lot more to do uh, but look the, the signs in my first 12 plus month of being here are really encouraging and it gives me some confidence moving forward that when we can keep investing in our facilities and making it a better place to attend then we're going to continue that growth into the future. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know that, uh, you know, the, the, the groundswell of Nup to the Cup certainly grew this year, um, and I know that you had a had a protest out the front of the uh, the most recent um, major race meeting you had. Is that uh, is that turning people off, or are you just finding that uh, those who are there understand, um, you know, what is in place to protect animals in the racing industry? How are you finding that? Because uh, it really is a... Nup to the Cup was, was a... Uh, as someone who's followed the Cup for a long, long time, I really felt that groundswell this year. Yeah, look, I, I think it's something that's always in the forefront of our mind. And, and yes, we, we accept there's, there's uh, opinions about how horses are treated, but I know and the people in our own industry know that they are treated just like our own family members mm. and they're well-loved. And, and I think uh, we can continue to get that message out there that they are well-looked after, um, that the sport's not cruel, and we're working really hard to to get that out to, to everybody. And, and, look, the response to the attendances during the spring um, certainly, you know, lend to the fact that people do understand it. The people that want to go and seek that information will get those good news stories. But I think as an industry, we've got to continue to, to drive that. You know, I've, I've actually had some horses I've owned and raced myself, and they've gone off and retired from racing in the Nana 
in dressage arenas and they're show jumping and I guess there's a lot of this happening, but we've got to get better at pushing those stories out because there's lots of them. And look, there's always, always bad eggs in every industry. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. There's always going to be those bad ones. We've just got to stay on top of that, don't we? Absolutely. And and Racing New South Wales, uh, our CEO, Peter Volandes, is very, very strong on this. Um, You know, he made it very clear that it was, um, that there was laws changed that, um, you know, sending horses anywhere else but to a good home and, you know, going to, um, knackeries or whatnot is a criminal offence and you know so there's heavy penalties for people that want to to roll that dice and, and they're always going to get found out the tracking system for horses now is second to none and, and you know while there may be some get through the cracks through multiple owners uh, we understand that that may happen mm. in a state or but certainly the the laws in new south wales um, have tightened up significantly over the last few years and as i say I, i'm not experiencing any of that mm. myself you had your AGM, as I mentioned uh, earlier uh, earlier this month. You have uh, have a board that's been uh, that's been re-elected, and uh, and some some very impressive names. Uh, Chairman Jeff Barnett continues. You've got Brian Judd, Robert Dan, and Craig Kamali, who uh, who were all returned uh, uncontested. That's great news that you've got some stability in your board. Very much so. And uh, like I've, I've been in racing administration for, for seven years now. I was lucky enough when I was at Muscle Race Club to have a very good board as well. But what you do start to learn is that, um, you know, there are some boards that are, are less effective. And, and I'm very, very privileged to, to have the job I've got here at Newcastle Jockey Club. The skills across our board of directors is, um, is wide and varied and, and they bring a lot to the table and um, very highly skilled. Um, all got great business acumen. Um, all love the racing as well and you know they're they're a perfect bunch to to lead us into the next few years absolutely now you do uh, the big thing that was grabbing its people's attention uh you know over the last couple of years has been that significant redevelopment uh over there at broadmeadow which uh which if and when it, it comes off it will be just incredible it does have uh new south wales planning approval where are you up to now with that one Dwayne? So now that we've got approval, we're, we're in, in discussions with the state government. So we had the racing minister here um, on site about three months ago, Kevin Anderson. Um, look, he needed to come and see what condition our current stables are in. And he was, I mean, I was underwhelmed when I got to Newcastle 12 months ago that they probably could be a lot better standard than what they are. I would consider their country standard, not mm, oh, horrifying, standard. Yeah. Um, so look, they're certainly in view and, and I felt that visit went very, very well and I feel like we're very much in view for some funding coming up. I don't know the time frame of that. Mm. As we all know, there's an election next year, yeah. early next year, so anything could really happen there. Um, so it could come sooner rather than later, but we've just got to keep pushing through. Racing New South Wales are big supporters of the project as well and uh, look and, and it's not just upgrades of stable what that mm. allows tracy in the future is for us to start to future proof this club and provide some great sustainability around some diverse revenue options so you know there's other greater master planning where the current stables are in beaumont street will become a blank canvas for whatever we think can mm. we can do down there you know we're talking things like there could be a horse museum there could be short-term accommodation hotels some other commercial mm. development um, there's everything that's on the table at the moment and mm. we're seeking some advice through some master plan consultants over the next few months to determine what is the best use for Newcastle Jockey Club with some of the land holdings we've got that aligns one with racing in New South Wales and our industry but also aligns with Newcastle City Council and their objectives um, around their strategic planning for the city as well. So very important that we mm. talk to a lot of people and get this right. And, and then, you know, there's also... I saw in the uh, or read in the media this week about the Hunter Park. So we want it to align with that as well. We don't mm. want to double or duplicate things that might be in, in 
planning over there. So, look, when it's finished, Tracy, wow, in five, six mm. years' time, you know, if all this all comes together with us at Hunter Park, um, this city is going to be absolutely, you know, thriving. It's uh, yeah, it'll be something else. It really will be. I love the idea of uh, of the museum. I mean, we've got some incredible history. You know, between uh, Roy Hinton, you've got Robert Thompson, you've got Wayne Harris. You know, some of the top of the top have come out of here. That would be something really incredible for for not only the industry, but to showcase what has come out of the new, the Newcastle area. That's right, and um, I'm a bit of a history buff myself, Tracy, so I, I, I love that we can celebrate those sort of things. That's why you know, some of our races has you know, named up the horses from 100 years ago. The Beaufort, which was a new race that was brought in last year, um, was, was named after a horse that raced you know, nearly 100 years ago. So, look, I think we've got to look back and, and appreciate what happened in the past. And you know, as I say, there's so many options that we can mm. do here with the land. Um, you know, there's education opportunities. Um, even in the equine space, there could be some research and development opportunities. You know, everything's on the table, uh, and, mm. and myself and the board of directors haven't got all the answers. So that's why we're going to seek some um, some alignment with with some key partners. As I talked about, Racing New South Wales, yeah. Newcastle City Council, and then pull all these ideas together with a master plan consultant and go, what's the best use mm. uh, for this area, and how's it going to enable Newcastle to continue to thrive and and provide some good sustainability so Newcastle Jerky Club's around in 30, 40 and 50 years' time. Absolutely. It must be great. I mean, I know Kev Anderson is uh, is based up there in Tamworth and, uh, and you know, he spent a, a fair bit of time down here in Newcastle on the Hunter. That must be an advantage, having uh, having the minister up there in Tamworth in a in a country-type area. That must be beneficial to racing um, you know, here in Newcastle on the Hunter. Yeah, it is. And, and I've known Kevin for a while now in my time in country racing and you know, he's a good guy. He understands mm. how how important the racing industry is uh, to New South Wales and even to Australia. So, you know, we don't we're not telling him any different. He's very passionate in that area. Um, I guess my pitch to him even three months ago was that um, you know there's a lot of development heading up in Scone. There'll be stables built up there. There'll be you know another 300. They'll have 500 horses in work in Scone. Cessnock is still in view where they'll be stabling out there. It'll become a, a hub training centre. And Newcastle shouldn't be forgotten either. And what it will establish is that Newcastle and the Hunter region will absolutely be the centre of excellence in terms of racing and breeding thoroughbreds in Australia and will be one of the, the major um, areas in the world, You know, not just Australia, but the world where racing and breeding um, coexist and it's just an epicentre of, of our sport. It sounds so exciting. I'm just, uh, I'm really, really excited for the future of uh, of the industry here in the Hunter. Now, obviously, the big one that happens every single year, and it is huge. Well, except for last year, we, we'll just forget last year ever happened. Yeah, we'll forget about that. <laughs> Let's one. just forget that one. Um, but you do have the Boxing Day races. It is always enormous. Um, you have such a diverse age group that, that head out to uh, to the Boxing Day races. What have you got planned for this year? Yeah, look, so we talked about earlier about the demographics and look, there's, there's no secret that this does appeal more to the younger crowd. Um, I must I must confess I haven't been to a Boxing Day race as when I was living in the Upper Hunter oh, for Dwayne. a long time. Um, so yes, shame. <laughs> but really, really keen to see the response this year. Uh, look, ticket sales are going very well. We're expecting a crowd similar to what we got at the Hunter, you know, around that you know, 4,000 plus mark. Um, it sells itself almost, Boxing mm. Day. It's legendary, isn't it? Everyone oh, knows absolutely. about it. Um, so yes, while we still promote promote it a lot, we just know that when people are around the table, the, Christ, uh, the mm. Christmas table on, on Christmas Day, they're going, oh, we're going to the Boxing Day race. Yeah. It becomes a, a, a discussion piece, I guess, with some families, um, are, you know, on Christmas Day in, in Newcastle, Hunter. So really looking forward to it. And then, 
you know, we've had such a busy year, Tracy, and um, our, our staff will then get that opportunity to have a bit of R&R and have a break for a couple of weeks, and it's well-deserved. They've worked extremely hard. We've taken on other race meetings from other clubs during that wet period in the autumn. Um, the track has, has had you know, very much well used, but our mm-hmm. staff have been very well used as well during this period, and then we'll go again. We'll um, we'll hit the, before we know it, it'll be autumn, and uh, the, the big races will be yeah. back. So, it rolls um, around again, rolls around again. Yeah, it does, it does. It must have been uh, great, uh, a great feeling for you uh, when with the Melbourne Cup, with the uh, the local contacts uh, a part of that. I know I spoke with Tony Price, uh, a very drunk Tony Price, um, <laughs> the day after the the Melbourne Cup. It must be said. I mean, that's great, isn't it, for Newcastle? That uh, that not only is that horse, you know, it, it, it came from from the uh, the groups up here. It, it is owned by a syndicate up here. That's great news to uh, to just continue that uh, that local connection and the fact that it can get to the peak of the peak. That's right, and what it does is it keeps the dream alive for people that, um, you know, you can invest, you can get into the industry, you can become an owner, you know, I mean, it's a relatively low cost, it's not a rich person's sport, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, people can come into these syndications with Australian Bloodstock, who are a Newcastle-based syndication company, um, and and they can, you know, you can go to a Melbourne car for for very little money, you know, it might only be, you can only spend 50 or $100 a month, it's it's very Mm -hmm. minimal cost, you spend more on... You know, on um, on groceries each week. It's um, it's just one of those things that I think the message is that it's very accessible. Um, Australian Bloodstock do a fantastic mm. job of getting new people in the, in the industry. They um, give them a great experience, and and even here at Newcastle, when uh, an Australian Bloodstock horse wins races on sad days, you definitely know about it because there's <laughs> often twenty or thirty um, owners up in a grandstand mm. cheering them along, and it's such a great buzz when you can get a large group of owners. Um, winning races together. It's um, they're a good news story. Australian Bloodstock Day. They, they really are. All the success they can get. Yeah. Oh, look, mate. Now, I've known Luke Murrell for many, many years. More years than he'd care to remember. But uh, <laughs> you know, they they do do a great job. They make it accessible, and uh, and that's what racing needs to get back to. That it is accessible. That it is not just about the rich men and their play toys. That's not what racing is. No, absolutely not. I mean, we look back, you know, years and years ago when, you know, farmers used to race their horses. Mm. Um, you know, it's never gone away, but, yeah, there's, I guess there's times when people think, oh, look, this is out of my reach, but it certainly isn't. Mm. And, uh, look, if people don't know where to turn, uh, you know, the race club, the jockey club here is more than happy to point people in the direction um, in terms of getting involved. It's such a great buzz. They often say, you know, some people might only have 1% in, in the horse ownership, but I tell you what, you might have 1% of the ownership, but you always have 100% of the fun. Absolutely. Um, that, oh, well that, that's said. That's certainly a message. Mate, you should be marketing that. You should get... get <laughs> yeah. I think I've heard it once or twice <laughs> before, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it is 17 days and 12 hours until uh, the Boxing Day races. And, uh, of course, if you head to the newcastleracecourse.com.au website, you'll find the event there and you can purchase your tickets. Uh, and it's also featuring Little Fritto. Now, was that your choice? Absolutely not. I've got no clue about DJs. Bella, uh, our marketing coordinator, makes those selections and some of the guys in the events team that are in the mid-20s, they more, know more about DJs than me. Last time I saw a DJ, uh, they were moving a, a record around a tabletop. I don't even do that anymore, but uh, <laughs> I understand that uh, they're very popular. Yeah, yeah um, Little Fritter is the main act on that day, but there's also in our trackside marquee, um, there's going to be a rotation of, of DJs during the day. So, um, yeah, as I said earlier, probably um, while there'll be many different age groups come along mm. for the day, there's certainly some great racing on. Mm. Um, we'll often find that our, our average age of patrons that day will be a little bit lower than normal. Yeah. 
Well, listen, best of luck. Congratulations on the past 12 months. The fact that uh, that you were able to post even, even a profit is just incredible. It has been a really, really tough few years for the industry. So uh, a big congratulations on that. Best of luck for, uh, for the Boxing Day races and uh, have a great Christmas and, uh, and a new year. Yeah, thanks very much, Tracy, and all the best to uh, you and the listeners as well for a Merry Christmas and a fantastic 2023. I'm with you there. Thanks, mate. You stay safe. Okay, you too. Thanks, Take care. bye. Thank you. That is uh, Dwayne Dowell, who is the CEO of the Newcastle Jockey Club. And if you did want to take part in the Boxing Day races, if you head to newcastleracecourse.com.au, you'll find the events page and you can purchase your tickets there. And, uh, and as Dwayne said, it certainly is a younger market, that Boxing Day. So if you don't want to be in amongst all of that, you can uh, you can go and buy some, some you know, member-style tickets and, and be a little bit more dignified. It's completely up to you. But at the end of the day, we all drink the same alcohol and we all walk out in the same crooked way. So, you know, get over there and uh, and have fun on Boxing Day. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines, what it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from nine on Newcastle Live.